going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. Just a man that has a nickname. What was that to say? With no shame. Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Seglin here. You're listening to Seggy Station Podcast. Got plenty to touch on in the world of sports today. My NBA phenom, Rich Hot Takes Letty, is coming through. Got plenty to t- touch, catch up on in the NBA. I'm sorry with my man, Rich. Looking forward to doing so. And also some stories across the NFL. Obviously with the Super Bowl next week. Incredible game. Two set to take place. A lot of bad headlines for the NFL with the Brian Flores news. Involving the New York football giants. And obviously Hugh Jackson bringing some claims to the table as well. Not a good look for the NFL a week away from the Super Bowl. Tom Brady officially retires and I'm sure Rich will have something to say to me about that. As I came here on Monday and got into it a little bit with Chew about Tom Brady's retirement, I see Tom Brady post the very next day, 24 hours later. He is officially retiring from the NFL. He did not meet, mention the Patriots, Bill Belichick, and that's gotten a lot of reaction. Um, obviously, him leaving the NFL has gotten a lot of reaction and how things will go in the NFL. Going forward, I think we'll get a lot of reaction as well. Looking forward to te- catching up on that with Rich. A lot of interesting stories in college football as signing day was yesterday. Jim Harbaugh is going to return to Michigan after interviewing with the Vikings and all this NIL and transfer portal. Caleb Williams to USC after Lincoln Riley took the coaching job at USC and the movement of player, player empowerment in college sports is rearing its ugly head, honestly, at this point, even though players are able to get some funds. Um, I think college basketball is proving why it's much better than college football at this rate with what a lot of people are saying, at least 15 teams with a chance to win the national championship this year. Auburn, top of the AP men's poll, first time in franchise school history as they are on an 18-game win streak and have only lost one game on the season. But there's a lot of good hoops teams, and college hoops is really ramping up right now. Obviously with March Madness right around the corner already in February here, February 2022. With obviously many story and headlines in the sports world, but plenty of people figuring out what they're doing with their uh, individual circumstances in regards to getting through obviously the pandemic that is still going on and how that's kind of obviously affected everyone is definitely still relevant to me. Um, Obviously sports... Staying relevant to me. Great passion for sports. Looking forward to being here, touching up on some of the sports world today. Appreciate all love and support for the podcast. As always, you can follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station. You can always check out the live version of the podcast up on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. And still got the podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. Hopefully you get your podcast there. But right now it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk. Microphone is always direct. Time to reflect. Should be a good show today. Looking forward to it. Enjoy it. Rich will be here any minute. Looking forward to touching on some NBA with Rich. Haven't seen him in about a week. Catch up on Tom Brady's retirement and obviously what's going on in the NFL. A few other stories to touch on in the sports world as I do have to get to work today. Been busy at my new job, which I'm enjoying. Teaching a lot of golf. Uh, Teaching a lot more golf than I have been in the first three, four years of my career. And I have a lot of passion for podcasting but I certainly have a lot of passion for teaching golf and I've been able to do more of that which has kind of brought out this passion that's been kind of put out with the podcast a few other people kind of lifting up my spirits and 
here I am grinding away, coming up on two years of podcasts and all things that have happened in sports, all the content, all the wild stories, all the predictions, takes, opinions, and whatnot are coming to fruition here a little bit in terms of things that are going on and just interesting to bring along some of my friends to join those conversations, um, to have some people that support and listen to my podcast and enjoy those conversations and also people that check in on me personally through my podcast. I try and give out as much information as I can both ways. Um, today is a bittersweet day for me as my brother's girlfriend is having a operation, ACL operation, as she tore ACL skiing, skiing incident about a month back that I think I covered slightly here on the podcast, but she is having surgery on that today. I, for one, know what that experience is like as I had ACL and MCL surgery in my right knee back in my senior year of high school, um, which obviously greatly affected not only me at the time, but has affected me um, since then, obviously, uh, along with these other tragedies that I tend to mention here on the podcast. But I find myself, as I mentioned here on Lost Podcast and going forward, and I'll give a shout out to Rich today, um, feeling about as good as I can doing about as good as I can, and really just trying to enjoy and appreciate all the things that I am doing, which is um, things that I genuinely um, enjoy and love. So at this point, it's obviously, as I mentioned last week, both good and bad in the sports world and the conversations, and differing opinions seem to spark great conversations. And shout out to my boy Chu the other day here on the podcast as we got into it. Shout out to my boy Rich, who'll be here any second and should have a good uh, rip on the pod today. Like That's a whole other issue. They need to change the Rooney rule. People, I've heard people talk for years about potential resolutions, and I haven't heard one that actually fixes it. So it's really tough. Like you said, it starts from the top, and that's a hard thing to just fix. So I'm not going to touch as much on that. I think the interesting part is the rigged thing. So let me just start with we have to define what rigged is to me. Rigged is not a team trying to lose a game because we know that happens. We saw the 76ers do it for five fucking years in the NBA. We saw the Bobcats do it. We've seen the Jets do it. We've seen plenty of teams do it. Like, it's not a surprise to me that teams are trying to lose. So I'm not calling that rigged if a team's going out there trying to lose. To me, rigged means the outcome of the game is predetermined or something was going to happen and some external factor like stepped in and was like, no, 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 no. game's not ending this, this way. To me, a game can't be rigged if one team is tanking their own outcome, that's shitty. Shouldn't be happening. Bad for the sport. On board with everything. But that does not support any claims that football is rigged. Because when we're saying the game is rigged, basically the only reason it would be rigged is betting purposes. Like we've seen this in the Tim Donahue thing, the NBA rep. If, if it's rigged, it's rigged for betting purposes, 100%. So fine. If the game is rigged, then the outcome is predetermined or it has to be within a certain margin. That's what people would be inferring if they're saying the game's rigged. A certain team has to win. Paying your coach off to lose would literally go against the game being rigged because you're saying, yeah, 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 the NFL has this outcome in mind, but I need you to fucking lose the game. Which, if the NFL was rigged, the NFL would squash people unrigging the NFL so quick, which is what that is. Like, this is the opposite of rigging the NFL. This is an incompetent team and GM hurting the game. But they're not rigging the results. They're trying to tank their own results. Rigging the results would be like the whole entire outcome is predetermined. Or like, oh, like they're coming in here and like 
you know, this team was going to win and now this team's going to win. Like, no, nah, they're coming in. They're like, we're the biggest pieces of shit. We're going to make games boring and not even try and win. Like, if you're going to come to me and say, um, you remember the play last year, Jets against Raiders, where the Jets, like, played one safety Jeep and just yep. got burned for the Absolutely. We talked about it here like, on the if podcast. Yeah. come to me and say, like, the coach got, Gase got paid off to lose that game. I would be like, yeah, yeah, that, I believe that. That sounds about right. And I would agree that's awful for the game. Terrible, no place for it. Anyone involved shouldn't be allowed in the NFL. But I'm not going to let anyone say the game's rigged because it's like, no, that's one team being incompetent and terrible. That is not two teams coming together and being like, the outcome is this. <clears throat> like, the Raiders weren't in on that. They're like, right. oh, suck. Go ahead and suck. That's Give me a second. Give me a second. This does not mean the game is rigged. Uh, this is t- two pods in a row where I didn't start the actual recording when I was supposed to. So I basically only started it when you started talking. So anybody that listens to the pod not on Twitch past two pods is probably like, what the hell is going on with this podcast? I'm glad I started it when I did, though. Because I do think... With all the betting and gambling that is in sports, this is this is why it's a problem, dude. If you're telling me that a team is losing a game, like trying to lose a game, to me that's a predetermined action. So you can go bet however much money you want on the other side of it, and as long as that holds true to them trying to lose games, and we've seen it from yeah, other teams that. before, yeah, we don't know that until we know it. Like, to me... Part of the issue is if you have a situation where that that much of it money is involved and players are trying to w- play or coaches are trying to play to win the game. Like, you're trying to play to win, dude. And you got a guy who's owning the team trying to pay to lose. That's Regardless of that being the definition of rigged or not, to me that, that owner shouldn't be allowed in the NFL. And just going forward, it's like, Regardless of you trying to tank for draft picks or not, you shouldn't be paying your coaches or players for losing games on purpose, technically, because that's what you're doing. So I think it just it just brings up reasons where it's like, well, see, they're paying guys to lose games. You you don't think they could have paid off uh, the Chiefs to blow that game? You don't think they're gonna paid off this to? And it just it just snowballs these these conversations that we shouldn't be having, but we can have because this stuff is actually happening. The only new news in this situation to me is the money. Because, like, we knew the last few years the Jets weren't trying to win games. We knew the Sixers weren't trying to win games when they were in the process. Like, this wasn't like, wait, you're telling me they weren't looking to win? It's like, no, we all fucking knew that. So it's the problem here is incentivizing losing. Not just we're not trying to yes. win. Like, no, 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 we're incentivizing losing. Yes, that's the all problem. I'm saying, yeah. All I'm saying is to me, that does not mean rigged. Because when we talk rigged, we talk a predetermined outcome of a game. There was no point in playing because Vegas, the NFL, whoever it is, had the outcome determined. That's not this. I guess, no, this. and I get, I understand what you're saying, but I guess my pushback to that is, is it, wh- why play the game if the other team wants to lose? Like, if the, I mean, I'm with you. Like, what, that like, that, that just on. doesn't even make sense. You could have people get hurt. Like, why are we playing a game when the other team doesn't even want to win? Like, the object of like sports is to win. And it's just, I don't know. I can understand trying to, like, you. that's how I kind of feel about the Thunder, bro. I ain't trying to lose games for draft picks. Like, yeah, the NBA has it set up where you might not even get the number one. It's not like the NFL. Maybe the NFL should do that with some of these things that are surfacing and some of these reports that are surfacing. the main difference, though. Like, to me, like, I, there's been plenty of arguments over the years on tanking. To me, 
I don't think you should be rewarded for tanking, but, like, it's fine. I get it. Like, the Thunder just have an awful team. Most nights they're throwing their team out there, and they fucking lose because they have an awful team. Like, if you're going to lose, do it that way. The real problem here, like, that we both agree with is you're not just fucking bad. Like, the Jets or the Browns have been. Well, Browns might be their own thing with the Hugh Jackson thing now, but, like, you're literally a competent team that has, like, potential playoff hopes trying to pay your coach off for losing. Like, enormous problem. Enormous problem. I don't want, like, my side to be, like, misconstrued. Like, huge problem. Anyone involved needs to be gone. This can't be a thing. I My only rebuttal is just, like, if the NFL – let's imagine, like, your dad, whoever, like, they're right. The NFL's rigged. And the NFL was, like, for this game this weekend, the last week of the year, I don't know, remember who the Dolphins played. Dolphins versus Pats, maybe. For the Dolphins versus Pats game – the Dolphins are going to fucking win. Like, the, the, the league is rigged. That outcome has been determined. Imagine now behind their back, the Dolphins are like, fuck that. I know we're supposed to win this game. We're losing this fucking game. Heads would roll. That would cost the NFL so much money. So, like, all I'm saying is, like, the NFL is not rigged because they would not allow teams to alter the outcome that they had already predetermined if it was rigged. Like, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I push back on anybody trying to say sports are rigged, but I do think it brings up these interesting conversations when you have individuals getting paid off to lose. That's all I'm trying to say. And I just think it's not good looks right now for the NFL, um, including the New York football giants, when you have allegations up against you that are going to probably potentially end up in you having to file or or to settle or do anything um, that we've seen before, obviously. Um, when these situations come up, because I don't think that this is just going to go away like some of those other situations that have as well, um, where you have this continued issue. Uh, All right, Rich, I want to touch on some hoops for sure. I got to start off with this. Um, The Grizz and Knicks played last night. Um, Two teams clearly going in opposite directions. Um, I wanted to touch on the Grizzlies first. Hear a lot of people touching on the Grizzlies. My brother yesterday gave me shit about the Grizzlies. He goes, dude, the Grizzlies are 500. I'm like, bro, you need to know what you're talking about before you start arguing me and start talking. No shit. I'm like, they're 20 games above 500. He's like, no, they're not. No, they're not. I'm like, bro, they're third in the West. My whole point on this, Rich, is you know how I feel about John Morant. I think the Grizzlies, and I've been hearing more, more and more people talk about the Grizzlies, I've been on the Grizzlies for a while. I do think the Grizzlies have a chance to be the Cincinnati Bengals of this upcoming NBA playoffs. I'm not saying they might not make the finals and win the finals because obviously the Bengals have the chance to do so, which is pretty impressive. I'm basically saying if there's a team that's making a run, and I said last year the Hawks are going to make a run in the East, this year I'm on the Grizzlies for sure. I watch a lot of Grizzlies basketball, bro. And obviously John Moran is a spectacle we talk about him plenty here on the podcast because you know how I feel about him. And I hear more and more people are talking about John Morant, top five player. John Morant, where's he ring? John Morant, future of the NBA. John Morant versus Zion Williamson. All these conversations we've had here, love to hear it. Love my guy, Ja. I got him for MVP. But at this point, it's the rest of the team that I'm enjoying. I'm looking at Taylor Jenkins and just the coaching of the Grizzlies and their style of play. I absolutely love it. And I'm... I know there's some other great teams in the West, and I know there's some questions around some teams that we expected to be great as well in the West. Um, But I do think the Grizzlies are legit. I think the Grizzlies are a legit team um, in terms of where they're ranked right now and where they're going to stay ranked 
Because I don't see them falling. I see them being a top three seed in the West. I see them being a competitive team come playoff time. And I think you're looking at a team that could make a playoff run. You on mute? Yeah, my bad. I watch a lot of basketball too. I think if someone were to come to me who maybe is a big college basketball fan, like I don't watch much NBA. I hear, I hear people say this a lot. Like I don't watch much NBA. Like not enough defense, too much isolation ball, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like I used to like it. I don't like it anymore. My response is usually like, Watch, like, a Suns or Warriors game. And I think it's getting to the point where, like, you could add the the Grizzlies to that list. Yeah. And they're, they're probably third on that list. It's like – and those are the top three teams in the West. But, like, even in the East, there's some teams that – actually, there's no team in the East with a better record than any of those nope. teams. There's some teams that are good. The Heat, the Bulls, Sixers, Bucks. Maybe the Bucks at their prime, like, in the playoffs here, but not really this year. Like, you're not getting that with any other teams. Like, if you watch a Grizzlies – or Suns game, almost any night. Warriors, most nights, a little different without Draymond. But, like, Suns or Grizzlies game, specifically the Suns, any night, you're just seeing, like, a re- really good basketball. Good defense, no iso ball players yep. on the court. Yeah, I agree. They don't, have, they don't have players on the court that are bad at anything. Like, the, their only weakness on the court when they play him is Steven Adams because we know he has a limited role of what he could do. But, like, he plays really well for them. Best offensive that, rebounder in the game right now. Yeah, Jaron Jackson right now, Jr. is taking a big that, step. don't have a single guy. It's like Desmond Bain, all-around player. Yep. Jaron Jackson, all-around player. John Morant, all-around player. Dylan Brooks hasn't even been that healthy, all-around player. Yeah. DeAnthony Melton, really underrated, all-around yep. player. Like, they just have a team full of, like, Brandon uh, Brandon Clark and uh, fucking Tillman don't even play that much because you got Adams and some big guys there. Zaire Williams is stepping up big right now. Yep, and playing well. They just have a – if you don't, like maybe it sounds like your brother a little bit. If you're not watching the NBA every night but you know the NBA, there's a good chance you like fault the Grizzlies and you're like, oh, this is a garbage team. Like John Morant and like you'd probably be like, what's your best Yo, best dude, best the Grizzlies are not garbage, bro. No, no, I know, obviously. This, I'm just saying, like, if you haven't kept up with the NBA for yeah, the I know. year and you're looking at that team, you wouldn't know Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain are the second and third best player. You're like, oh, what's the second best player? Steven Adams? This team sucks. Like, Grizzlies, if really, yeah, like, you're crazy. Yeah, you're yeah, out, yeah some people. Kind of I think Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. And, yeah, Steven Adams Desmond is a good Bain's piece. Incredible. And Dylan so Brooks. Good. Yeah, dude, Grizzlies are legit. And I'm looking forward to seeing how some of the, my predictions pan out on them. How my prediction panning out on the Knicks, bro? And it was great that those teams were playing last night. What? Real quick, I think the Bengals is a good comparison. Obviously much harder. Like, the Grizzlies won't make the finals. It would be a fucking miracle if they did, but they don't need to. It's so much harder to do that in the NBA than the NFL. NFL, you win a game or two, you could find your way there like the Bengals. NBA, that's just not going to happen. But, like, I, I do like that comparison. They're the team where it's like, oh, shit, their timeline that we thought was three years is actually, like, next year kind of thing. Yeah. Like, right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's legit, bro. I'm looking forward to, uh, now that we're halfway through the season, seeing some of these teams rise, even like what the Cavs are doing in the East. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how these teams do once they get into the playoffs, if they're legit or not. Obviously, what we saw out of the Hawks and even the Knicks last year. And I did want to touch on the Knicks because I know you're a big Knicks guy, and they played the Grizzlies last night, and that's why I needed to lead with this. Um, yeah. You know, the Knicks are garbage to me, dog. Like, no, dead ass. Like, we're talking about being garbage. Like, I've been watching a good amount of Knicks, too, because I know you're a Knicks guy. I know we talk hoops. I'm like, bro, it's just not working out this year. Like, they're supposed to be way better defensively coached under Tibbs not, not working out. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm like, 
damn, now they got Kemba back in the rotation after he was, like, supposed to be out of the rotation. I'm like, what's that? Like, Julius Randle, he's playing that bad. You got to get Kemba back in the rotation after sitting him out. Evan Fournier, oh. some of these moves. It's just an absolute mess, dude. Like, I don't think it's crazy to say the Knicks might miss the play-in because I think there's a lot of competitive teams in the East. Just as I don't think it's just crazy to say the Grizzlies to make a run in the West, that's why I needed to start with these two teams because these are two predictions that I had early on in the season, and I think both of these are panning out pretty good for me right now. Yeah. Yeah, the Knicks are really frustrating. Like, I've gotten to the point where, like, I haven't done this since, like, the Porzingis years, but where it's, like, halftime of games, and I'm like, I'm not fucking watching this, and I'll just turn on another game. Like, I don't I don't want to It's It's not fun to watch. Last year it was shockingly fun, and, like, there's little things like the team really misses Derrick Rose. I'm not chalking this up to like, oh my god, they'd be like a six seed. Yeah, like, I hear you. They yep. Re- they really miss having yeah. a guard that can run an offense because last year he was good. Yeah. But they didn't need him as much because Julius Randle was running the offense. This year, I don't know what the fuck happened to Julius Randle. Everything I said about him when we started this podcast holds true again. I'll let you. I'll let year. you finish everything on you, that you want to say, but I need to say this: we're all saying Russ is in his own head. I think Julius Randle's in his own head. I think some of these players that get put up on these pedestals of needing to put up some type of expectations and start falling short get in their own heads, i.e. Ben Simmons, i.e. everyone shitting on Russell Westbrook. And I don't even throw Russ into that category because I still see Russ balling with all this hate. But guys that shrink yeah. in these moments, I'm throwing Julius Randle in this category because I don't know what happened to him, dog. Like, he went from being, like we mentioned, potentially in the MVP conversations, all-NBA player, to I don't know what the hell he's doing right now, dog. Literally the only thing I could think of is, like, the classic he got his bag, huge contract, and was, like, took an offseason. And, like, like, again, this is all speculating, but, like, he came into the last season a different player than we have ever seen him with the Pelicans, with the Lakers, with any of his past teams. So, like, I'd imagine he worked his fucking ass off when the Knicks missed the bubble, were off for, like, nine fucking months from basketball. I bet you he worked his ass off. And this summer, he got an enormous fucking contract, and I bet you he probably didn't work his ass off because they made the playoffs. He'd been working his ass off the yeah. last summer. It was a long season. Like, that's all I can think of. Unless it's also what you said, he's in his own head, which that's probably part of it. It's, it's, I don't know how to describe it other than any Knicks fan. I've seen it on like Reddit, Twitter, anything, any Knicks fan that watches a lot of games, like you can see it. It's not, it is a mental thing. It's more than just physical. It's like, dude, he doesn't look like he wants to be on the court. He doesn't look like he wants to be playing basketball. He doesn't, he's not an incredible defender, but he played decent defense last year and he's just not doing it this year. It's stuff where it's like, dude. If you wanted to do it, I feel like you could do a little more than you're doing, even if the shot's not falling, even if you're having some turnovers and stuff. I'm like, it's been really bad because every game, we've gone over this before and here, every game the starters blow the lead, the bench players bring us back. Starters blow the lead, bench players bring us back. Starters blow the lead. And it gets to the point of like, what the fuck are you going to do? Are you just going to bench your best players? Like, you can't. You can't do that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you can't. And this is why I love Russell Westbrook even more because – all these people that, that have these expectations and they start getting shit on, like, yeah, dude, LeBron's out with a knee injury right now. Anthony Davis is working his way back, and Russ became the first Laker since Kobe to drop 30 and a half. Like, Russ should still go out there and put up some type of numbers, contribute to teams trying to at least win games. He's not going to be able to do it by himself. No player can. Like, the Lakers, if they can get LeBron back, we'll see how things go. Because I think Anthony Davis is playing at a level right now where we expect Anthony Davis to be at. So it'll be interesting, of course, now LeBron's on the shelf. 
something I wanted to touch on. But before we do touch on the Lakers, I need to touch on this, Rich. Need to touch on this because we haven't touched on the Nets in a while. And I said this to you about a month ago. When Kyrie rumors started surfacing of being able to come back and play road games. And we didn't really cover it as much as I liked. And the whole thing going on with the Nets right now is kind of um, leading right into what I was saying to you, man. Uh, I'm not saying they're losing games on purpose, but they're on a six-game lose streak. They lost a game last night to a Kings team that was on a seven-game losing streak. And James Harden played 37 minutes and had four points. Now... You know how I feel about James Harden. I've been watching a little bit of Nets basketball. Um, Obviously, with Kevin Durant out, makes it a little harder to watch. I went and watched the Nets game live up against those Grizzlies. James Harden, bro. And I said it heading into the season, obviously, with the foul thing that the NBA is kind of slacked back on. But I think they've still hold true in some of these calls that I've seen watching some of these games. And also going forward in the playoffs, I think they will as well. James Harden is not right. We're talking about guys not wanting to play. Guys not wanting to to be on the court. I think James Harden just doesn't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. There's rumors of that, surfaces of that. Dude's getting four points. James Harden's getting four points, Rich. Like, you were trying to tell me, well, give it some time. We'll see how he goes. He's going the opposite way, dog. And you're giving him more time to get healthy, more time to get right, and KD's out. I don't understand this shit, bro. James Harden, this is James Harden. This is what gets my fire out of me on James Harden, who's always underperformed in the playoffs, Always been held to this standard, expectations, and always falling up short. So if we're going to shit on Russell Westbrook, we better shit on James Harden too, who was always first and second in turnovers in the past five years with Russell Westbrook. So I don't want to get into this shit, but all I'm trying to say is James Harden don't look right. And to me, if we're going to say Julius Randle doesn't look like he wants to be out there, I don't think James Harden looks like he wants to be out there. Whether KD's not around or not, I think the Nets got issues. And all I'm trying to say are the Nets losing games right now to get into a spot where they're play, potentially playing road games, I, I don't know because they're falling big time in the standings, Rich, and you told me that was crazy. Well, I know Kevin Durant's out, but you should be able to win some of these games with James Harden and Kyrie, particularly yeah. up against the Kings on a seven-game losing streak who fired their coach this season. Yeah. You got concern uh, with the Nets? Because I do. I've been saying they're going to get knocked out of the playoffs regardless of what's, what's going on with Kevin Durant, particularly because of James Harden, and obviously what's going on with Kyrie. And his status with the team. There's teams we're talking in the East. And I heard you mention a bunch of East teams. When we touched on the East, you didn't mention the Nets. And for good reason. Because you're right. The Bucks, the Heat, the Sixers. Uh, I'd even potentially throw... Um, I don't even know. But not the Nets. Up into the category of what I'm rooting for in the East. Yeah. And teams that I'm um, thinking to come out of the East. Yeah. The Nets have had a tough stretch. And they're without Kevin Durant, but it's been ugly. Like, their last few games, they played the Suns, Warriors, Lakers, Nuggets. The Kings is the Kings is pitiful. I a lot of these on the road with a part-time yeah. player in Kyrie, with which, Kyrie. by the way, yeah. your part-time oh. player in Kyrie is a lot better than your favorite player. Just saying. This what? dude's averaging. Your part-time player in Kyrie Irving is a lot better than your average NBA player. Let me Let me – so to I'm me, this falls on James Harden. This falls on James Harden, my point. That's all I'm trying to I'm say. What's good with your boy? Off, I'll start off by giving my 10-second reason of why I like and have liked James Harden. Not his play style, not how he conducts himself or whatever. It's because during all of the years where every single one of us said, the NBA is going to fucking suck this year, the Warriors team is so stacked, Kevin Durant, before Kevin Durant, 73 wins, blah, 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 blah. 
James Harden was the guy to compete and go toe-to-toe with that Warriors team. I didn't like him before that. That was what made me like, yo, I respect the shit out of this guy. And like, whatever it is, D'Antoni, Maury, the Rockets, I was like, for them to be so much less talented and go head-to-head, I respect that. I do not watch James Harden and go, wow, that is a fun way to play basketball. I love this. That is never what it was. He is not my guy where I'm like, oh, I just need James Harden to win. Okay, Rich, Rich, and to your point you're making right there, he never got over the hump. Keep going. Go ahead. What's going on? Of course not. Of course not. He did better than the team that they played in the finals every year, and he did better than everyone thought any team would do against the Warriors every year. They were a powerhouse team. They were potentially the best dynasty we've ever seen. Besides the point, the Nets this year, horrendous. I mean, like – Having Kevin Durant is the ultimate fallback. So, like, yeah, it looks worse now. Like, if the playoffs started today and Kevin Durant's healthy, like, as long as they're not playing the Bucks or maybe the Sixers, like, I'd probably pick them to win the first round. Could be wrong, but that's mainly because of Kevin Durant. It has nothing to do with James Harden. James Harden's look terrible. So, I, look, I don't, I don't know what you do if you're the Nets right now. The trade deadline's in a week. Like, maybe. Maybe James Harden really wants to get traded and is trying oh, to Oh, I figured out the team I was blanking on, the Bulls. Yep, Maybe, go ahead. Yeah, I said I said the Bulls. Maybe James Harden is just trying to get traded. We've seen it before. I won't rule it out, but like we have a week. I will say I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure he's not get fucking getting traded this week. Um, so I think he's just sucking right now. I don't know if it's like like we've talked about before. I don't know if it's he's just used to being the guy and he can't do it when he's not that. But like even that last year, we saw him play pretty well with Durant on the court. The one thing I'll give Harden the benefit of the doubt for is nothing of his last few games, nothing of his play lately. But he's played twenty more games than Kevin Durant. Kyrie's barely played this year, so he has been the guy keeping the Nets afloat. Because you look down the rest of the roster and it's like, what do you have after that? So that's where the Nets are struggling Bro. right now. If you have James Harden going out there and playing poorly, and you have Kyrie Irving, he's actually had some really good games minus last night against the Kings. If you have Kyrie Irving out there like playing decent, James Harden playing poorly, no Durant, your next best guy is like Kessler Edwards has been playing really well for them. Nicholas Claxton. Like I don't, I don't even know who your next best player on that team is after that. Joe Harris has been hurt all year, so like, it's pretty gross right now without Kevin Durant there. If James Harden's going to be playing like a top like seventy five guy instead of a top like, ten guy, um, so I, I yeah, I mean I'm with you. I don't know how much more to say here other than like if Kevin Durant's back, it changes everything because Kevin Durant, especially when it comes to the playoffs, is a fucking cheat code. No one can do what Kevin Durant could do. Just give Kevin Durant the ball and he'll get his shot. That's fine. That's fine, Rich. I get Kevin Durant's a great player. But what I think it comes down to come playoff time is team play, not only on offensive but on defensive side of the ball. And I think there's a bunch more teams, I forgot to mention the Bulls in my rant, that are better than the Nets, and I think that's going to come to fruition very well. Let's switch out of this for a second, though, because – Obviously, the Nets were a clear favorite in the East. We just touched on that pretty well. The Lakers were a pretty clear favorite a lot of people liked in the West. Obviously, that's not looking so great. LeBron's on the shelf with a knee swellness. Anthony Davis getting work back in. Russ playing a lot better, in my opinion. But Lakers still potentially not looking as good as they are and losing games. Melo, your boy last night, 18 points. Pretty much the only reason we won a game last night with Anthony Davis, 30s and 15. Because Russ went 3 for 12 and LeBron's on the shelf. So, what I'm waiting to see, which we haven't really seen, by the way, is LeBron, Russ, and Anthony Davis 
with these other pieces that have been acquired. I'm leaving Kendrick Nunn out of this conversation because I don't know what the hell is going on with Kendrick Nunn. I'm leaving him out of this conversation. Malik Monk, who's I look think looked really great for the Lakers. Melo, obviously he's shown his weaknesses. He's shooting like that some nights. That's going to come to fruition in a playoff series. I do think the Lakers just need to figure it out in terms of a sense to get out of the play-in situation. Can they do that? They might not. So I guess the point is, can they do anything in the playoffs from making it out of the play-in? Because we saw them have to do it last year. Made out of the play-in. Then ended up losing, I think it was the first round series, right? Going forward, just looking at how things are going for the Lakers, I'm like, well, damn, if they make it out of the play-in, they're playing, what, the one or two seed? Is that how it's going to work, obviously, right? So, so not looking great, but obviously if they can get right, maybe a big upset. I'd love to see it. So right now the Lakers are sitting in the nine seed, only a half game behind the Clippers, which I could easily see them passing the Clippers. I doubt Paul George and Kawhi play at all the rest of this year. Um, Yeah, which, by the way, just a quick shout-out to the Clippers. The Clippers are also playing the Lakers tonight. That's a good matchup. Um, No LeBron, potentially, maybe he comes back. But moral of this story is Clippers have big-time comeback wins this year. I think three by plus, like, 20 points or so. Paul George, as you mentioned, has been out and maybe out for the season. Kawhi Leonard, nothing this year. I'd give that respect of staying afloat if you're the Clippers organization, to be completely honest. Like, we're talking teams that have nothing. You're saying the Nets, like, damn, bro. Clippers don't have much, and if they're winning some of these games yeah. in the West, they deserve some credit. Okay. Um, so, yes, the Lakers might pass the Clippers, but the Clippers deserve right. some respect here. Yeah. So, the good thing for the Lakers is they're not falling out of the play-in unless something goes crazy. Like, the play-in, the teams out of the play-in are the 11-seed Pelicans. They're five and a half games behind the Lakers. There's no way the Lakers are falling out of the play-in. So, at worst, they're getting in the play-in. I just look at it, and the team's – in that they could potentially pass are probably the fringe teams on the edge are the Mavericks and the Nuggets <clears throat> and the Timberwolves are in the play-in right now. They'd have to pass two of those teams, Mavericks, Nuggets, and Timberwolves to get into like the playoffs and avoid the play-in. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. They could pass the Nuggets if like anything happens to Jokic because that team could just fall right apart. They could pass the Timberwolves. They're only a game and a half behind them. But honestly, from what we've seen this year, I think it would be pretty tough for the Lakers to pass two of those teams before the end. Of Let the me year. say I this, even... though. Let me say this. You, I, they could definitely pass the Clippers, in my opinion. I think what the Clippers are doing, so. if they can get, and I don't think Paul George is coming back, either Paul George or Kawhi Leonard back, and they stay this for a playoff run, Clippers are da- just as dangerous as the Lakers staying all healthy, in my opinion. Yeah, Lakers... You deserve a lot of credit for where the Timberwolves are at because you have the Timberwolves a lot higher. And I think the Timberwolves, as I mentioned to you, will be a play-in slash playoff team this year depending on how it shakes out. So, yeah, that's going to be tough for the Lakers, in my opinion, to pass the Timberwolves. Nuggets yeah, sitting at six. Problem. What? The problem is if you're they're going to be a play-in team, in my opinion. I don't think you're passing, passing most of those teams, especially like the Jazz aren't falling back. Like You're not passing these teams to get into the because you'd have to pass the Clippers. And then the Timberwolves, and then the Nuggets to get in there. Like, I just don't think the Lakers are doing that from what we've seen this year. It's possible that would just be like a four-game jump from where they are right now. So assuming the Lakers are in the play-in, look, at the end of the day, in any one-game win-all against, like, the Trailblazers, Clippers, Timberwolves, whatever, I'm picking the team with fucking LeBron James, even if, like, Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook weren't playing. So, like, I'm not super worried about them in the play-in. 
the problem for the Lakers would come like, you do not want to face the Suns because you're, I'm sorry, they're not beating the Suns. The Suns play way too good at basketball. Like yeah, the Suns, uh, best start to a 50-game uh, start in franchise history up there at the top of the standings. Warriors, obviously, and then the Grizzlies, which we touched on today. I do think the Jazz could fall a little bit, have been falling and skidding a little bit. I think they lost, like, they did pick yeah, up a win yeah, last yeah. night, but they've lost, uh, thir- I think, 11 out of their last 13 they lost. Joe Ingles out for the year with an ACL. They've been, um, they've been missing a lot of people. Clarkson's been out. Yeah. Played played Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. So they could be back and they could be fine. But also it's incorporating some of these guys back in. Uh, I should also mention Quinn Snyder on health and safety protocols. The 18th head coach in the NBA to go on that list this season. Um, still players getting filtered in and out and coaches in that regard too. And that's obviously affecting some of these games regardless of how we're going to talk about it or not. Um, yeah, there's still a lot of seasons left to be played on both sides, but I think, um, some of these things that we covered on a couple weeks back, a month back with the standings now kind of come into fruition a little bit. Uh, even with the Celtics who I think have won, I think it's now eight out of their last 11 after I was shitting on them. They've kind of turned it around a little bit. LaMelo had 38 last night, which was a Career high for him through 25 on the Hornets money line, and they lost a game to the Celtics. I'm like, what the fuck is good here? That's why I'm like, bro, I can't bet the NBA. i just been doing straight bets. I'm like, oh, this is definitely going to go down. Like, nope. I guess the only thing I can hang my hat on is the Grizz, because I had a Grizz uh, straight bet that's been hitting. And then, of course, the one time I don't throw money on the Thunder money line, they beat the Mavs last night in overtime. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? I'm literally about to lose my mind. That ass shit. That ass shit. Two nights ago, I had an incredible betting night. I had like a five game, five team like parlay on different spreads that hit, and like had one big parlay for the late night game hit. And did a bunch of parlays last night, and like Nets botched. Nets fucked one. Someone not hitting a three in the Knicks Grizzlies game fucked one. I, I missed a bunch last night and had the Lakers one hit. I put in a shitload of bets for the MVP awards and all that. I sent to you. Yeah, I saw all that. What hinging, is that? All of them hinging on Joel and Embiid getting the MVP. Yeah, what is good with that? Just you couldn't throw any in for a jaw with you got JB Bickerstaff for Coach of the Year. You like that? No, honestly. Um, I wish I didn't do that one. Some I some I put in like late one night. I was like, fuck it. But then I put the ones that I put in at the end. Like truthfully, if I had to look, it's betting. So some I put in to bump the odds up because it's a two three dollar bet. So like I don't want to just pick the guys with all the best odds. I think Embiid gets the MVP. If I had to vote like right now at this exact second, I'd probably vote Embiid. But I think it's really close with Jokic. Um, really close. But I think Embiid gets the MVP at the end of the year for sure. I think yep. Monty Williams is the coach of the year for sure, especially because Thibodeau got it. He's gonna. I'd imagine they're going to have the best record in the league this year. And I just don't – like there's some other guys, like Cavs coach, Bickerstaff, I think could get it. Um, what's his face with the Bulls? Uh, Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan. I think, I think Taylor guy. Jenkins with the Grizzlies, dog. Uh, Taylor Jenkins, I put one in with him as well. Taylor Jenkins could definitely get it. I think he, Taylor Jenkins would be my second favorite probably after Monty Williams. But I think Monty Williams probably gets it because he didn't get it last year and he's had two incredible years. And who was who are the other guys I had? So most improved is the toughest one because John Morant is far and away like negative 1,000-something odds, I think, or negative 500 odds. 
the leader and most improved. So like, I get that he probably gets it. And if he does every single bet that I put in misses, which is fine. They're all like smaller dollar bets, but like, I'm just kind of banking on Kelly Oubre Jr. on voters not voting for him. Cause a lot of times they don't vote for guys who are in the MVP conversation and most improved. Like Luca was close to it a few years ago, but a lot of times it goes to a guy who like took a big jump. So I'm looking at Garland, DeJounte Murray mainly as those two guys for me. Fair. But John, um, can you pull up the, can you pull up the East standings for me just real quick? I saw the Raptors. They got a win. You were a team. You're a guy that was high on the Raptors. All five of the Raptors started played played 53 plus minutes. It's the first team yep. to have Perfect five players go 50 plus minutes in a game in the shot clock era, and they won the game. Where are the where are the Raptors at in these standings? Uh, Raptors are eight. Wow, eight. Twenty-three. Jeez, they were low. They were low yeah. when we first started out the year. That's impressive. You deserve some credit for that so as well. Wildest, Shout out the Cavs, though, up there at five. Love to see that. The wildest free fall of anything. Nets down to six. What I tell you, my guy? The Wizards, how they were at this. I remember we were on here. Not that you were. You weren't saying the Wizards are going to be good. But, like, we were like, damn, the Wizards at the three seed. Like, you think they're nice? And I was like, there is no fucking way they stay as well. Yeah, shout out to Kuzma for that block last night on Joel Embiid, though. That was legit. My guy Kuzma coming through huge. Uh, Yeah, no, these standings are unreal. Look at the Nets down here at six. What did I tell you, my guy? They were up here the other day. All these teams. Like, you're tell- like the Nets had to play the Bucks right now if the playoffs started today. See ya, bud, bud. No, the Nets would have to play the Sixers. The Bucks and Cavs would play. Oh, yeah. Either way, not a good matchup. Yeah. Um, All these teams, shout out to the Bulls at the one seed, having their best season since Michael Jordan, courtesy of Seg takes. The Bulls have, have been on a little bit of a downspin lately. I, th- I don't think they're going to finish as the one, personally. I think they probably get passed by a few teams, honestly. Uh, fucking Vucevic has not looked great. It's really been hurting them missing um, Alex Caruso. Lonzo's been missing some games, obviously. Yeah, Lonzo's out for six to eight weeks, dog. Yep, yep. No, I know. I'm saying, like, he's missed a couple games. That's yeah, fine. He was playing a few weeks ago. I think I think all the – I would honestly think the Cavs can beat the Nets as well. That ass. In a playoff series. I mean, they – I'll take all five of those teams above the Nets right now. If we're saying could they, absolutely. They could be a huge problem for the Nets with Mobley and Allen when the Nets don't have as much hype like that. Would they beat the Nets? Um, I know it's a boring take, but I'm always, I will pick a team with a healthy Kevin Durant over a young, experienced team that's, like, shooting above their head this year. But, like, yeah, like they absolutely could give them terrible problems. Yeah, this is that. interesting. Damn, wow. Celtics made a big jump back up. Hawks got it back together after being terrible start. Can they make the play in looking like they are right now? Hawks, Hawks have to figure it out. That makes no sense. Knicks, like, Knicks Wizards, Pacers. I think the Hawks, wow. Hawks aren't a Eastern Conference Finals team. And the Knicks overshot what they were last year, but like the Hawks aren't this bad. The Knicks maybe just are this bad, but the Hawks aren't that bad. They gotta figure it yeah, out. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, that's going to be a problem too. If the Hawks are figuring it out down the stretch at the end of the year, and we're looking at a, you're looking at, I don't know, 
you fought all year as the balls to be like the one seed and you end up drawing like the Hawks in the first round who were on a hot stretch and were in the conference finals last year. Like that could be an easy one, eight upset. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I'm not saying it, it would. I think the bulls would still be favored, but you're not trying to play the Hawks. <laughs> Whoever you are is the one seed or two seed. You would much rather see like Hornets, Raptors, Wizards, Knicks, any of those teams. You are not trying to run into the Hawks. Yeah. All right, I wanted to touch on a little NFL before I go. I got to go soon. Wanted to get a little bit of Super Bowl because I don't know if we'll make it back to that. But before we do that, we got to touch on the yeah, Tom Super Brady Bowl retirement. We'll the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm sure we will because it's next Sunday, so we should make it. Um, but obviously that's the last game, the only game left, which is kind of wild. NFL season um, obviously coming to an end pretty quick here. And then obviously these headlines off the field um, are causing some conversation as well. Uh, obviously some decisions to be made across the league, obviously with some of these quarterbacks, coaches, and regardless of the bad, most of it seems to be good. So we'll obviously have to wait and see how some of that stuff plays out. Um, you know, just leading into Rams Bengals, obviously some of the storylines for those teams, those players, and then it being 54 Super Bowls that we hadn't had a home team at a Super Bowl. And then the last two teams, to be at home in the Super Bowl, oh, last two Super say, Bowls. The Bucks there last year. Yeah, yeah, so two years in a row after 54 Super Bowls, never happening. Pretty impressive stuff. Obviously, we'll get some of the review on the Super Bowl as we get closer to it. I saw, this. I saw a big thread on Twitter saying that the NFL is rigged because the Rams have the newest stadium in the league, like multi-million dollar stadium that they have to pay off. So, of course... The NFL put the Rams in the Super Bowl. That's why it was like this whole lot. Yep. Yep. See? There's people there now because of this shit, dog. If you think hard enough about anything, you could convince yourself that there's a reason why something's true. I guess guess that's a fair statement, but I guess I'd push back where the day that I find out that sports are quote-unquote rigged into your sense is the day I pretty much am out in the backyard sleeping because – I, that's just that's just something I never want to actually be proven true. And then just quickly here on the Super Bowl before I get Go. your thoughts on Tom Brady's retirement. You see some of these prices on the Super wait, Bowl, wait, dog? Wait, 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 Can you wait, see wait, what? Wait. What? My last my last take on the rig stuff. Go turn on pro wrestling and be like, wow. So this just doesn't look real because these guys are these guys they're good actors. You're like, wow, they're trying really hard to make this look real. And now imagine in a fucking full-pace NBA game or NFL game, a guy trying to be like, oh, I got to, like, drop this, catch this, do that. Like, it doesn't fucking happen. Shit is not rigged. When you watch wrestling, you're like, ah, this is clearly acting, and I can see them, like, what the result is supposed to be here by how they're acting. That's not a fucking thing. Whatever, dude. I don't even give a fuck about it. Like, wrestling, like, no, I'm just hoping football, basketball, and, like, the major sports aren't rigged. That's That's all I'm talking about. Wrestling, who the fuck cares? Um... No, seriously though, the like, what's good with these Super Bowl prices for tickets? Like, I think of, like, okay, cool. You you have to make fucking triple figures to go to a Super Bowl. Like, it's just the whole thing with sport for me, man. Like, you have to have the owner of the Colts putting out on Twitter some diehard fans to reach out so they could go to a Super Bowl, and you're only gonna pick two people. Like, oh, that's real fair. Like. No, average Joe Smo from Cincinnati can't get Super Bowl tickets to go watch his team. Cincinnati hasn't been in the Super Bowl for 31 years because the average ticket price in the nosebleeds is $7,000. Like, what the fuck is that, dude? Like, 
with all this shit going on in the NFL and these ticket prices, I'm like, this is just fucking ridiculous. But what's even more ridiculous, and I got into it with you the other day, is Tom Brady officially retired, dude. Like, I don't have to watch Tom Brady play football anymore? Like, is that actually a thing? I brought it up to Chew. I'm like, dude, what happens if he comes back after he retires? We've seen it before with some athletes. Oh, I asked Chew, is he going to actually retire? Chew thought that he wouldn't because this report leaking would irk him and want to come back and potentially play. Um, Well, all that proven to be false is Tom Brady has officially retired. Um, I just want to throw in a couple of these these things here before I uh, let you respond and give you a little take, Rich. Um, Tom Brady retires with more Super Bowls than any other franchise, seven. Tom Brady has spent a total of 469 days in the playoffs. Brady also has 34 wins in the postseason, more than double the next closest at 16. Career wins, including playoffs. In the playoffs is incredible. Career wins in the play. Career wins, including playoffs. Tom Brady has won 193 more games than he lost. He's 278 and 85. The next closest wins, including playoffs, is Drew Brees with 181. Tom Brady played in more regular season uh, wins, 243, more postseason wins, 35, and more Super Bowl wins, 7, than any other player in NFL history. Tom Brady was the first player to win an NFL championship in three different decades, QB to start and win a Super Bowl for a team in both conferences, and player to win multiple titles after turning 40. Tom Brady in his 20s had 147 passing TDs. Tom Brady in his 40s had 168 passing TDs. And he also, this past season, led the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns, and a few other categories. The Dallas Cowboys came into existence in 1960. This is my favorite one, Rich. Tom Brady became a starting quarterback in 2001. To this date, the Cowboys and Brady have each won the same number of NFL postseason games, 35. That's fucking incredible. Tom Brady wanks all-time First in passing yards, first in passing TDs, first in wins, first in wins percentage, first in total EPA, first in total WAPA, which I don't even know what those mean, first in Pro Bowls, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins, Super Bowl MVPs, conference championship appearances, playoff yards, playoff TDs, playoff wins, etc. Did I get in most of these stats for you, Rich? I did. Now, as much as it's going to pain me to even uh, bring this up again, uh, I'm going to have to do it. Because it is kind of wild when I was talking about, you know, Sean Payton not coaching uh, anymore at the Saints. Big Ben not uh, coaching any or playing anymore for the Steelers. Players that we've seen watch us in our lifetime, basically our whole lifetime, and then leave the game, not able to see them game. Obviously, Tom Brady is like the most epic one out of all of them. Probably most unmatchable legacy out of all of them. Unmatchable legacy out of most players. Um, but I'd argue that LeBron has been better uh, for sports during the past, in the 25th century, uh, than Tom Brady. And I'd also argue that Tom Brady, regardless of all these statistics and all these incredible achievements... Give me your argument. Hold on, I will. I will. We'll get into it. I just need to give you my other point. Regardless of all these achievements and accolades and incredible resume building things that Tom Brady's done over time, I still believe... And I don't know who exactly it is. 
I don't know if it's somebody we're going to see in the future with all these young and up-and-coming quarterbacks. I don't know if it's somebody in the past that I didn't get to see with my own eyes and maybe my dad did, a guy who's been watching football for so long. I just refuse to believe that this guy, Tom Brady, is the best dude to ever play the QB position. I just I just feel like you can have all these incredible achievements and accolades and not be the best QB to ever play the QB position. And that's the same thing Chewie said to me. That's the same thing Chewie said to me. Well, who is? Well, my response to that is a lot of people are saying Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying it's Aaron Rodgers, but if you're going to sit in and say Aaron Rodgers is in a debate with Tom Brady, well, how that how's that panning out? All I'm trying to say is if there's people that are going to say, oh, wow, Aaron Rodgers is in the same debate as Tom Brady, you're, you're going to tell me that there's no other dude in the history of this NFL that is even in the conversation with this dude? That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to we say. We have done this so many times. There is the most talented you have ever seen, and then there's the GOAT. There's the greatest of all time. You, I could, you could literally make an argument that Kyrie Irving is a more talented basketball player than Michael Jordan. You could probably make that argument. Yep. And that's a that's not what we're talking about. If you're talking about like who makes you say wow when you watch them play basketball or when when you watch them play football, Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady. There, we did it. He is done. If, if that's if that's your criteria, of like who makes you go holy shit? That's incredible. But like, if we're talking about the greatest of all time, who has done this? at the highest level for the longest, that has carried teams the most, that has proven to bring winning to his teams more than anyone else. Like, it's not even a debate, really. And the reason it's not even a debate is because if it was, when you say that, you wouldn't be like, I don't know, I feel like it's someone. You would be like, no, it's this guy. The reason you can't name a person is it's not anyone. No, the reason we can't name a person is because he's got seven rings. Like, that's what... And I've been hearing a bunch of this take. It's like, that's all we want to do is ring count. Like, oh, LeBron isn't in the same conversation as Tom Brady over the tw- uh, past 25th century because he didn't get as many rings. That's bullshit. LeBron t- played in 10 finals. LeBron, I think, carried teams way better than Tom Brady. What? You're talking about the best quarterback. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. It's just, okay. You just said the only reason he's the greatest is because he had seven rings. You just spent two minutes listing to me every reason why he was the greatest that had nothing to do with seven rings before we started this segment. Yep, fair. I just need to get up and give the man his credit where credit is due. I, I I hate just being called, and I hear everyone say, well, if you don't call Tom Brady the GOAT, you're a hater of Tom Brady. It's like, that, wh- how? Why? Like, all I'm trying him. to say is you go look at Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. He had one offensive touchdown the entire playoff run and threw 145 yards in the Super Bowl. That's incredible. That's incredible. Okay. No, I argue what Joe Burrow is doing right now in this playoff run is more incredible than that. So what? Now all of a sudden if, if Joe Burrow wins five Super Bowls, he's better than Tom Brady, six Super Bowls? It's just bullshit. It's just absolute bullshit to me. I'm not a hater. All I'm saying is Tom Brady, Dinkin' Duncan, isn't impressive to watch to me in relying on defense and running game and coaching for the first half of his career that led to three Super Bowls. It's It has something to do with it to me. That's all I'm trying to say. All right. Two minutes, two minutes for me to talk. Don't say a word. If every quarterback or if any quarterback could rely on defense, running, and coaching, we would have seen someone win like three, four rings doing that. No one's even come close. It was much. It's much more than that. Hold on. The overall argument, and I think where the confusion is coming into play here, is like 
athletes are just going to get better and better and better and better the older we get. You're probably right. There will be a rookie quarterback. Like, sure, you could even say Joe Burrow's performance in his first playoff run was better than Tom Brady's yes. performance in his first playoff run. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But it's like different eras. Apples apples to oranges. Like, absolutely right. No, hold on. Hold on. But athletes are is that not my take, though? Oh, I'm not saying Tom Brady isn't hold great. On. I'm just saying there's other great people, too. That's it. And all I'm trying to say is that a lot of this greatness that Tom Brady has achieved, he had to do over time with other people. So here's my exactly. Here's what's Are, leading into saying if your argument is if Joe Burrow does what Tom Brady did, he could be the goat. Then like, uh, yeah, of course. If Patrick Mahomes does win six Super Bowls, he could be the goat. Go like, of course. We're talking about right now. No one. If you yes, if no you shit. Snapshot of right now and cutting everything else off. No one has ever come close to doing what Tom Brady does. If you wipe away the Super Bowl rings, you say he had two Super Bowl rings and you look at his resume, no one's ever come close to doing what Tom Brady's done. If you look at the last 10 years of his career and ignore the start of it, no one's ever come close to doing what Tom Brady's done. Like, it's un it's unmatched. Okay. okay, let me just ask you this. Like, I think this is an interesting way to put it. Regardless of looking at what these players in the league can do now, just looking at the past, not knowing much about it. Does Terry Bradshaw have four rings? Did did uh did the Bills quarterback, what's his name, Jim Kelly, didn't get a single ring, play in four straight Super Bowls? Like, okay, like, yeah, he didn't win one. Is that not impressive? I'm not saying that it might not be. What are you saying? All I'm trying to say is saying? that out of all the history of the league and all the history of the league going forward, we're just going to hang our hat that Tom Brady is the best to ever play the quarterback position. Not going forward. <laughs> Not going forward. Like I said, right now, 100% someone could pass him. Right now, no one has ever come close to doing what he has done when it comes to rings, when it comes to passing yards, touchdowns, longevity doing it. Fine. And everything then, in totality. Then answer me this. <laughs> then answer me this, because I've been hearing a lot of this in in the since Tom Brady retired officially on Tuesday and a lot of the uh, – platforms i listen to and i know you're probably gonna get mad at this but this is something that i need to bring up because i've talked about this here on my podcast and i'm happy that it this is now being talked about i think it's the 21st century i don't know the 20 whatever it is the 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 last decade two decades whatever we're calling it people are now comparing tom brady to lebron james into that to that category and i, and I think it's interesting enough to where if those two are getting compared and we can't even have the whole, oh, well, LeBron, MJ, and they're in the same sport, if these dudes are being compared across sport and we talked about that here on the podcast, to me, there's something to that. And to me, and I'm not, this is not Tom Brady hate here. All I'm trying to say is, bro, what LeBron James in the NBA in the 21st century or whatever we're talking here, Tom Brady's past two decades has done just as impressive, if not more impressive stuff during his time. All I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. And I hear a lot of people will basically saying, yes, no, maybe so. Well, to me, it's on both sides. I'm I'm trying to figure out, well, what's good? Is one person able to be better than the other? Is LeBron able to ever catch MJ? And these yeah. conversations are always going to be made, but... What side are you on with that? I, I just don't. There are there are 
certain arguments where you could there's maybe a more definitive answers and other where I feel like if you want to just talk about it for entertainment, fine. But if you're going to seriously debate it, there's no point because there's no real answer. Like, I cannot seriously get into an argument with you on if LeBron James or Tom Brady had the better career. One, because LeBron James' career isn't finished, so that's silly. We don't – we literally – don't even know. Yeah. If you're comparing it so far, Tom Brady. There. There's my answer. But, like, also, it's fucking apples to oranges. Like, Tom, like to aid what your argument would be, like, Tom Brady, yes, he plays a contact sport, but he's able to kind of, like, have an O-line, not be out there every play, not run around as much. Like, LeBron James putting way more tread on his miles. Like, there's just a million things that go into it. Football, yep. you have to win a few games in the playoffs. Like LeBron's played like a few extra seasons from his playoffs. Yep. There's a million things that go into it to where it's like, you can give me either side of that argument and go against anyone, and I could be like, fine. And I could, and if you give me the time, I'll compile all the information, and I could make a really good case for either one being better than the other one. And it's like, I don't think there's a real answer to it. Like, I think you can have a conversation. I just think it's a silly thing to like get in an argument about because it's like, what are we? There's no, there's no answer here. It's just like I think it's a interesting enough conversation point. At least when it comes to LeBron and Michael, uh, Michael Jordan, they play the same sport or whatever. I still think it's hard enough, like between eras, to where it's still like, okay, one person's going to rely on like the record in the finals, one person's going to rely on the athletic specimen and the length of the career, and now where do we end? We end on different sides. So it's like, I just think, look, I think it's comparisons are tough. Because you end up just shitting on one person to prop up your argument. Not not you, just anyone doing this. And yeah. I think it's fair enough within sport. But when you start doing it between sports, it's just like, I don't even know how to like make that argument. Because there's so many different factors. I get it. But I guess I've said to you here a couple times on the pod, like, yeah, Jordan might be the GOAT. But is LeBron James' career over? Let's wait and see how this plays out. Yeah, Has exactly. LeBron James put together a resume in which he can get into the conversation with Michael Jordan? In my opinion, yes. So... If LeBron James is being put into the conversation with Tom Brady, the undisputed go to the NFL, to me that's that's something. That's something. Regardless if it's just conversation, if it's just for ratings or not, I, like people talking about yeah. it, it has to has something. Something. Yeah. And and it's my main reason, and it's not even it really has nothing to do with this Tom Brady LeBron thing. My re- main reason I hate those comparisons is I kind of said it there. You just there's no way to not end up bashing the current person. Like we saw it last year when the Bucks and uh, Chiefs played. It's like people are like, well, if like Mahomes wins this one, he's at this rate, and then when Brady wins, it's like, wow, now like he'll probably never play again. It's going to be so hard for Mahomes to catch Brady. It's like, dude, one guy's career hasn't even fucking started yet. You're just like setting someone up for failure when you do that. Like you start people start comparing MJ and LeBron when LeBron was like. Owen won in the finals and had one MVP. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, the guy's career hasn't even started yet. It's just like you're setting people up against, like, the greatest of all time and saying, like, ah, it doesn't look like they could do it. And you end up, like, hating on the next best thing you've ever seen or, like, the current best thing that's out there. It's like, that's why I hate the comparisons. Like, so many people who are huge Michael Jordan fans and, like, can't appreciate LeBron James. It's like, dude, fine. Like, okay, he's second best to Michael Jordan. Now what? Are you not interested in watching the second best basketball player of all time play basketball? Yeah, I hear you, dude. I hear you. Um, I think it's just, I guess that's my whole point of 
there's someone has if someone has to be named the best, right? If somebody has to be named to best, I it's just hard for me to to not say LeBron James is in the conversation in the NBA. And it's hard for me to to say yeah. that Tom Brady's the only dude in the conversation in the NFL. That's it's just I don't know. That's just where I'm at. Quarterbacks. I truly think if we're talking greatest all time quarterbacks, he's the only one in the conversation right now. Not forever. Fair. But if you're talking NFL players, it's fair. That's. I don't even feel like I know enough about the NFL to argue like how different fucking linemen and pass rushers and running backs like compare. Like I don't know. They're almost playing a different game, even though they're playing the same games. Like I don't think it's far and away. Like Tom Brady is the best person to ever like play the game of football. But, like, I think it's pretty clear that as of right now, he's the GOAT quarterback. And at the end of the day, quarterback's the most important player, so do with that what you will. But, like, I think when you say best football player ever, there is a lot that goes into that. Like, I mean, he's by no means, like, the fastest, strongest, can jump the ball. Like, there's a lot of football shit he can't do. But, like, he does play the most important position, and he's played it at a higher level for longer than anyone else. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. you got to give the guy a lot of credit. I mean, just his journey, his process, bottom up, really, nothing given. Uh, Chewy talked about it a little bit. 199th pick, yeah, the chip on his shoulder, and he, the way he kind of used that throughout through his career. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, but I just think, I don't know, I just think it's interesting with the LeBron James conversation yeah, and just going forward. Just in we'll general, we never see something like this again. And that's not to say that no one will rival Brady. Like there will be someone like whether it's a Mahomes, like if Mahomes, the level he's playing at, if Mahomes wins four Super Bowls and like has an incredible run, like the conversation will start and people will be like, well, Brady didn't do this, this and this that he does. Yeah, he has less Super Bowls. But what about this, this and this? And that's where the conversation will start, because that's where we started with LeBron and Michael Jordan. But I just don't think we'll ever see anyone, like, do it for, like, as long at as high of a level, making the playoffs every single year on such a consistently good team. Like, yeah. People will say Patrick Mahomes, but we'll see. Like, yeah, people, and that's fine. rival him as the GOAT, but I don't think we'll ever, ever, see, see, ever see someone do it, like, quite the way he did it. That's fine. And then there's just the other things that need to get brought into this conversation as well for me every time it's brought up. The fact Tom Brady's never beaten Nick Foles. Tom Brady also lost two Super Bowls to Eli Manning. A lot of people say Eli Manning's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, uh, let's see. What else happened? Oh, deflate gate. Oh, shit. And the tuck rule, which I just heard Josh McDaniels the other day talk about being the wrong call now that he's not on the Patriots. Um, Yeah, that is all part of it to me. So, yeah, you're right. I don't think there's a lot of blemishes like that in LeBron James's career. I don't think there's a lot of blemishes like that in other football players' career. And I think that's brought into the conversation regardless if you want to bring it in or other people want to bring it in. For me, it's brought in, and that's just where I'm at with it. Um, I know I wanted to get your thoughts a little bit here just with the games leading into the Super Bowl, I guess, because we'll probably come back and talk a little bit more on the Super Bowl, and then I'll let you go, and i got to go anyways. Um, But just we didn't get to catch up this week. You weren't around on Monday or whatever. It didn't work out. Uh just thoughts on the games, thoughts on the Bengals, Rams making the Super Bowl, thoughts on early thoughts just on the matchup, early thoughts on the game, anything, games that happened, any of that? Games that happened. Have we not talked since then? Nope. Um, See, what had happened um, was 
The Chiefs were up 21 to 3, then yeah. up 21 to 10, should have been up 24 to 10 and then they up losing to the Bengals. 18 yep. point comeback win by the Bengals, the largest in a championship game uh since 2006 when Peyton Manning did so coming back against Tom Brady. And then the Rams, Stafford makes his first Super Bowl, McVay gets off the hump in losing to the Niners, getting swept this season 2-0, losing his last six against the Niners. The Niners had the game in the bag, it seemed like, up 10 in the fourth quarter, and then Jimmy Gag, as Skip Bayless loves to call him, reared his ugly head, and at this point in time, who knows what's going to go on with Jimmy G and the Niners going forward, but they had 50 rushing yards in the game, something the Niners aren't known to do and they end up losing to the Rams OBJ in his first Super Bowl Von Miller in his third Aaron Donald looking for a ring so there's a lot of good storylines on both sides obviously with Joe Burrow as well but I had the Rams in the Super Bowl so I got to give myself a check mark on that you summed that up well I this isn't what you asked me but I think it's a funny thing like I can't imagine what team in the NFL like truly and, and he's not that bad like he's a starting caliber quarterback I just can't imagine wanting to sign Jimmy G and being looking at him and being like, like, I'd rather just like draft any, I'd rather draft a third round pick and be like, let's see what we fucking do. Like, he's not that bad. Like, don't get me wrong. He's, he's one of the 32 best quarterbacks, but it's also like, what are we, there's no like, Ooh, maybe if everything works out, like, no, he was literally on a team with a good defense, really good to run game, like good wide receiver. Like there's no like, I heard, like, because um, I watched the clips like Keyshawn and Max's show in the morning sometime, I heard him, like, would the Bucks be a good fit? And, like, Keyshawn's like, yeah, I don't love it, maybe. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> it would be awful. They would be so much worse than they were with Brady. Like, Astrid, so whatever you think about Brady, Jimmy G is a huge step backwards. Whether I'm, Oh, like, yeah, fair. Yep, yep, absolutely, yeah. Here. No, Jimmy so G. Like, no way. I, I just don't see any team. Like, I can't imagine being a team where it's like, fuck it, let's do it. Like, either you're rebuilding, and I would just be like, all right, we got to just, we'll try someone else, try and build them up. Or you're a good team, and you're like, no fucking way, no fucking way. We've already seen how this goes. Let's try someone else. Yeah. Uh, Just real quick. The last 18 Super Bowls have contained either Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, or a San Francisco 49er and Jimmy G and Colin Kaepernick. Um, Jimmy G. He did make two Super Bowls, or had a chance to make two Super Bowls, made one Super Bowl. We talk about him winning for the Niners, but is he the reason why they're winning um, is the question. And part of the reason why I wanted Trey Lance and why I think Trey Lance was drafted by the Niners when they could have been drafting at 11th. And who was selected 11th this overall NFL draft? Micah Parsons. How would have that looked on the San Francisco 49ers defense? Pretty damn good. Hindsight 2020. Yeah, I think you're right on Jimmy G. Like, The only thing I'll say about Jimmy G, though, is these chips with Jimmy G are going to fall after whatever decision Aaron Rodgers makes. If Aaron Rodgers goes to one of these other teams, Broncos, Steelers, not the Packers, Saints, some of these teams looking for a quarterback, then yes, obviously I think the filler gap will be Jimmy G, to be honest. Because when you look around the rest of the league, what other free agent do you want to sign with a team that you think has a chance to win like the Niners can in spite of your quarterback and bring in Jimmy G. I look at the Steelers. I look at the Broncos. Like, yeah, I'm sure Chewy doesn't want Jimmy G over uh, Aaron Rodgers. But when you go look at the Broncos situation right now, would you rather have Derek or Drew Locke, Drew, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, or Jimmy G? I mean, if Jimmy I'd G can stay on the field, 
Yeah, I mean, that you bring up a good point, but yes, I mean, you bring up a good point. My brother was telling me the other day he'd rather have Jimmy G than Daniel Jones. No, I, I no, no, like, I what wouldn't. the fuck? That I would just, rather have Daniel Jones. That just is a step back for me. I No, like, I, I know what I'm getting out of Jimmy G. It's not hate on Jimmy G, but I think Jimmy G can win in the right place. Tampa Bay, no. I think Tampa Bay is the type of place where they're going to go from what they were, obviously, with Tom Brady to potentially not even in the playoffs without Tom Brady. Obviously, depending on what they figure out at quarterback. So, no, I, I just I don't think if you bring Jimmy G into Tampa Bay, they're going to make a playoffs. Obviously, not make a playoff run like they did in the Niners. I, I just I think Jimmy G was in a situation where he was able to uh, succeed. I think if you go and put Jimmy G with the Patriots right now, who would you rather have, Mac Jones or Jimmy G? Like, as much as I'm not a fan of Mac Jones, like I'm sticking with Mac Jones. I'm sticking with Mac Jones. Yeah, you will always take a guy who like. The reason I would, out of doubt, would take Daniel Jones. I'm like, someone could make the argument. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me. Like, you could. It's probably a 50-50 argument, or maybe even Jimmy G wins it. Of like, in this exact second, who's the better quarterback, Daniel Jones or Jimmy G? But like, I, at least there's some upside. I feel like with Daniel Jones, we've seen it with Jimmy G so many times. Like being there, and it's like, yo, could you just make this throw? Like, you have great receivers, got a good defense. And it's like, no, I can't. I can't do it. So like. I would just take like the potential upside, even if it ends up being worse, of like a younger guy or a guy who could run a little bit and has a big arm and stuff like that. Yeah. Here's a question for you: Would you rather, if you're trying to think of a team, I guess I guess the Broncos would be a perfect one. If you're the Broncos, would you rather have Jimmy G or Baker? Dude, I. I think I'd rather have Baker, but I don't know. Yeah, see, like, the whole thing with me is, like, I, I do think Baker's getting a little bit too much hate because of how injured he was. But at the same time, it's like, yo, if you're injured, like, get the fuck out. So I didn't I didn't think it helped this situation at all. I'm not the biggest Baker fan to begin with. Um I think that's a good that's a good debate. Like I think there's some people, including myself, that might take Jimmy G over Baker Mayfield. Legit, depending on the I'd team situation. Take yeah. Baker, but I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm right about this one. I'd be like Baker, I guess. I don't yeah. Know, like, but the crazy thing is, it's not like I feel like when people think about it, or sometimes even myself, I feel like we're debating like the shittiest, like you know, the thirtieth and thirty second best quarterback. Like, not really. The quarterbacks aren't. There aren't that many good quarterbacks. Like at the end of the day, these guys are probably closer to like the twenty two to twenty fifth best quarterback range out of the thirty two teams there are. So they'll be starting somewhere. Yeah, yeah, they are. But like, that's still pretty low. Like, that's still it's pretty low. low. Like, <laughs> like there's only there's only thirty two of the guys. So it's like, damn. If you're twenty fifth, it's like, oh shit. All right, yeah. At least I'm. At least I I'm know, not the last two. Like, we talk about these guys. I guess my point is, bro, you go look who was in the Super Bowl right now. You go look who was in the playoffs and who was making moves in the playoffs and who had a chance to make the playoffs. You need something spectacular at quarterback or you need a quarterback that can manage it well enough like Jimmy G, not screw it up for long enough to at least make a chance to have a run. Like, the Niners, in my opinion, might have won that game if Matt Stafford almost threw an ugly interception to the Jaquaski Tart who dropped it, looks like he has no hands, and the Niners rush for 50 yards in the game. You're up 10 in the fourth quarter. In my opinion, you got to win that game if you're the Niners. They didn't. I think you give a lot of props to Matt Stafford, Sean McVay, OBJ, the crew. But if you're looking at that situation, like, damn, bro. Uh, uh, we did pretty much everything to win the game. And you do that at the in the fourth quarter. I think he was one for six for negative three yards. Like, that was his stats in the fourth quarter, Jimmy G. Like, 
the, you just got to have somebody that can make one play, like just one play, and he wasn't able to make it. You saw it with Matt Stafford when Tom Brady made his comeback. Had to make one play, made it. So you need to just be able to make that one play. Joe Burrow obviously is making those plays with those swim moves away from the sacks of the deep Chiefs and then somehow getting a first down. I'm like, what? This dude's doing that now? So, yeah, there's you got to have spectacular at your quarterback in order to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. Like, yep. it, like today's day and age, I don't... I don't think, as much as I'm comparing the Bengals run to like a Giants run in the playoffs, I don't think a Giants run in the playoffs is something that can happen anymore. You can go win a Super Bowl with a guy like Jimmy G. I just don't think that's a, that's a case. You might make a Super Bowl, you're going to lose it, or you might get to the championship game, you're going to lose it. We've seen it twice now from Jimmy G in the past, what, five years? And now we've seen twice in the past five years Sean McVay in the Super Bowl. Pretty impressive stuff on both fronts for Jimmy G and Sean McVay, who faced yeah. off in that last game. All right, we'll probably link up and talk more Super Bowl hopefully next week. I got some stats on it for you and whatnot. Hopefully we'll have some NBA games to touch on before then, or by then, I guess would be the right term. Yeah, um, yeah real quick before you go, Chu was checking this out the other day. Check this thing out that I got. It's like a, uh, it's like a Tiny Mates. And it's got like a bunch of fucking yeah. Of course, my uh, lighting is terrible. Is it it's like little helmets? mini guys, right? Little mini guys. Oh, that's funny. And it's like a full. Pa- cool. It's like a full pack. But the reason why I, I bought this that. and she was looking it up, bro. This pack is hilarious, bro. It has it has Carson Wentz in here on the Colts. It's got Henry Ruggs the third in here on the Raiders. God. <laughs> it's got uh, what else does it have? It ha- <laughs> it has Trevor Lawrence on the Jags. And CD Lamb with the Cowboys. A couple just funny ones. Yeah, no, I got the pack as like a... Oh, Tom Brady with the Bucks is another one. So, yeah, Chewy was shouting it out. But, um, yeah, I got it as like a... I like to keep, you know, how I like to keep... Uh, I also got this too, which is pretty dope. <laughs> That's dope, dude. you find these things? Bro, like, what's going to happen is... Like, 20 years from now, if I'm still alive, like, and I'm hurting for money, I'm probably just going to, like, sell this shit, dude. Like, that's what I like to do. I like to collect, like, cool things that might be worth some money one day. You know, even if I don't sell them, when I die, the person that finds them can sell them and get some money out of it. <laughs> Hopefully it's you, my guy. Hopefully it's you. Yeah, I'll try and be around. Oh, man. All right, brother. Thanks for coming through today. Yeah, you too. I'll catch up with you soon. Peace. Richie Dingbat. My guy. Didn't touch about, uh, didn't touch on much besides the NBA and the NFL. Did have some college football I wanted to touch on, but I'll save that probably for next time. But I don't know what the hell is going on with college football and this whole transfer portal signing day brian kelly dancing with dudes and they go sign with alabama um the whole thing's kind of just out of whack at this point um with college football and i think i said it best in my read where right now college basketball really picking up it just shows how much better college basketball is than college football you go look around the landscape of college basketball right now i think at least 10 teams could win the national championship some teams are saying some people are saying 20 teams uh, you go look at Auburn, uh, first in the AP poll 
for the first time in school history? When do we ever see that in college football? When do we ever see this many teams with the opportunity to win a national championship in college football? Oh, wait, we don't. And the talks of expansion still continue in the transfer portal and all the things going on with coaches moving, player movement, and all the stuff happening with NIL is great. But it's also missed with some of the boat where where is college football trying to structurally fit with all this happening? Like, not really well. Like, you can literally have a bad game and, like, leave school and go to another team. Like, it's messed up a little bit of the actual camaraderie of the sport. I don't see that much of an effect with it transfer portal-wise in season with basketball. Going forward, the competitiveness, parity of basketball has always kind of been there. And March Madness obviously creates more excitement, in my opinion, than the college football playoff. That wasn't really that great this last year anyways. And even though Georgia won, I saw Georgia wearing Alabama hats, national championship hats, on the field. It's like, can we at least get the teams wearing the right championship hat? I know it's kind of like a funny joke, but in all reality, I'm like, damn, bro. College basketball is so much better than college football, and a lot of this stuff surfacing. Brian Kelly funny videos, signings to Alabama, Texas A&M getting the number one recruit in class, Caleb Williams transferring to his boy Lincoln Riley at USC. What you got going on in college basketball right now is a lot of great teams with a great chance to have a chance to compete in a big wide tournament where a lot of people have a lot more chance to make a run. I think that's what you're seeing right now with even the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's something we appreciate in sports, Cinderella stories, things we didn't predict, things you might have predicted and nobody would have thought it to come true. Shout out Seggy Right, Seggy Wrong, covered some of that stuff today. Grizzlies, Knicks, Nets. Even in the NFL, been riding the Bengals hard, had the Rams making the Super Bowl, had the Bills making the Super Bowl, and they had a pretty good shot, but I've been riding pretty good with some of my straight bets. Hopefully we'll get my brother in here with a segment shortly. He wants a Seggy Jr. straight bets. Shout out to my boy Rich coming through here on the podcast today. Shout out to Chu catching up with me this week on a Monday. Shout out to everybody tuning in here on the podcast. Appreciate all on support for it as always. That's all I had for the airwaves today. Appreciate all listening. And as always, still have no shame what I had to say. Just a man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody. Peace and love. Stay safe out there. You're listening to Seggy Station.